let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell us what the Office of Emergency Services actually does? So the Office of Emergency Services does a lot of different things. One of the things that we do that's a primary role, especially in responding to emergency events like we have right now, is maintaining our emergency operations center in a state of readiness to make sure we're fully prepared, we're ready to go to respond immediately to any emergency that arises. We do a ton of community outreach as well throughout the time when we're not responding to emergencies, whether it be wildfire preparedness, storm preparedness, mitigating projects as far as what they can do to make their property and community safer. Um, we have a very robust outreach program with, with our team. Um, we do a ton of mitigation projects as well. So whether that be large-scale landscape fuel mitigation projects throughout the county to evacuation um, projects, such as our South County project that we have going on right now. Um, we also do um, a lot of proactive work through our strategic planning efforts. So when there are emergency events or things like that, how do we evacuate people? How do we care and shelter people? There's all these different planning efforts that we have in place that we respond to and use and leverage whenever we have events similar to the event that we're dealing with right now. How big is the staff? Is everybody full-time emergency services or do you guys pull from other departments? So it's a it's a mixed bag depending on day-to-day operations. Day-to-day operations, we have six full-time positions in the Office of Emergency Services. When we activate our emergency operations center, similar to what we have now, it's a group of staff that are from all walks and shapes of life um, in different positions in the county. So we have accountants, we have engineers, we have staff within the OES department. Um, between there's over 20 people essentially in our emergency operations center. They respond to these events. We've had a lot of snow, and I know you guys have been working around the clock. When did you officially activate for this situation that we're in now? We activated our EOC on February 24th, and we've been operating, I believe this is operating period 13. So day 13, we've been open and active and mitigating um, a lot of the community needs and responding to the community needs. I've been talking to people and and just kind of getting people's opinions about how this particular storm event compares to the previous big storm event, the thing that people like to call Snowmageddon. What are your thoughts? How does this event compare to the previous one? I would say it's, it's fairly similar in a lot of ways, but also different. The last storm event, it was a very quick event over a period of days where it had very heavy snow like Sierra cement that most locals know it to be. We had high winds combined with that. So it was a very swift event that caused more outages than we have this year and more damage in a lot of ways um, that we're seeing this year. Although this event this year is a series of different types of weather events over a longer period of time, and we've got more snow than last year. So it's a it's similar, but it's presenting some different challenges, especially in access and egress to a lot of our communities. Um, good thing we had a lot of less lessons learned last year. Um, so we've been leveraging those with partners responding to this event. I did want to ask you if you could tell me what the biggest challenge has been this time. Has it been just access? I think the, the biggest challenge right now is these reoccurring events. Um, we'll clear roadways one evening and essentially we have to go back and start over again in the morning. So, I mean, we've been working 24 seven with our road crew for the last, I believe 15 days on the 
west side and I think 18 days on the east side. We also have six uh, private contractors that we've contracted with to help us with those efforts. So it's really the ongoing nature of these events, all related to ingress and egress to these sites because people can't get out. You know, our PG&E and communication providers are having a hard time getting utilities reconnected. Um, it's it's all kind of tied to that. Like most of us, I've been hearing about what's happening in North Bloomfield. I know that there's people in Cascade Shores that are having a hard time. Are there particular parts of the county that, that have been most difficult? Um, it's, it's the areas that receive the most snow and the most down vegetation, essentially. So Bloomfield, Cascade, Town of Washington, our Cedar Ridge and Rattlesnake areas were hit really hard. So it's a little higher elevation than it was last year because last year, the hardest hit neighborhood and area was Alta Sierra. So it's just moved up, but the same challenges of down vegetation, hard to get access, down power poles and communication. But I would say those are the primary neighborhoods. You mentioned that there's been lessons learned from previous events that you guys are now applying. What are some of those lessons that you guys are, are taking advantage of? One of the main ones is we established a task, uh, task force to respond to getting access to our community. So PG&E, AT&T, Public Works Road Crew, our CAL FIRE vegetation crews, the National Guard, everybody has kind of been working together, all hands on deck from day one, responding to needs on roadways. So that's worked really well, and that's a primary lesson learned we had from last year. It looks like, according to the National Weather Service, that we could get up to 10 inches of rain over the weekend. How is Nevada County OES preparing for that? So we're preparing for that in a bunch of different fronts. So we've been in close communication with the National Weather Service and all of our first responders. In the event that we have localized flooding, um, we have any damage to structures, we have soil subsidence with landslides and things like that. So we're prepared. All of our partners are staffed up through the weekend. Um, we have several Cal Fire National Guard crews still on staff that can respond to incidents. So we're preparing that way, just based from staffing and response perspective. But we're also making sure our sandbag locations are supplied. We have four sandbag locations throughout the county. I think we went through 4,000 sandbags in the last um, two days. So really, we're preparing just for that water and the heavy rain that will be coming down. So Hopefully, we won't be as impacted as some of the valley communities are, are going to be impacted. Um, the good thing here is we have a lot of steep canyons and valleys that are fairly deep, so it can handle a little bit more rain in those periods without as many impacts compared to some of our flatland areas. Are there any concerns about storm drains on county roads or ditches being overwhelmed? I mean, that is always a concern, especially when we have had so much debris that we've had the last few days. It'll be interesting to see just how much snow melts and the period that it melts under, because that will uncover a lot of vegetation that we potentially don't even know about right now. So that is a primary concern. And our road crew has been out being proactive, working on those um, all day today. I'm talking to Craig Griesbach. He's the director of emergency services for Nevada County. Craig, the county just put out a call for citizens to to take a survey. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, we put out a survey. Essentially, it's to get more information. So this is information about if you're, you have property that was damaged, are you without power? Are you without propane right now? Do you have connection to internet? Really to get a nexus of information that we can use to respond both 
now during this event, but also long-term when we're looking at recovery efforts. So when we're trying to get state assistance, state funding for private property owners, that will help make the case when we're working with state representatives in Cal OES. So the short term, though, we've, I think last I checked, we had around 350 respondents over the last day. Um, we can push this information to local propane providers in the Western Propane Gas Association and say, hey, these are all these people. This is the area that has the greatest need. Let's get some drivers out there so we can actually do real-time support from this data that the community provides. And the survey has been open for a day. How long is it going to be available for people to take? So we haven't quite determined when we're going to turn that switch off or not, but it's not going to be anytime soon. And the one thing with the survey is you can take it more than once, and we would encourage you to do so. So if you took it yesterday and you show us you had power, but you didn't have propane and you didn't have internet, take it again in a couple of days because it'll show us how much progress that we're making with our communication providers and also our propane distribution or even our PG&E partners. So I imagine people are going to put their address, et cetera, to give the county sort of a mapping component? Yeah, so we're working actively with our um, geographic information systems team, so GIS team, to map all this information. It's actually really cool. Um, They throw all this and plot it on a map, and they can do overlays. So if we just want to look at propane, we can locate the key need areas throughout the county. If we just want to overlay communications or we want to pick a provider, like Comcast, we can separate that out and see where there's actually areas of need. And if that aligns or is different than what the communication providers have. Craig, where can people take this survey? They can take this survey at readynevadacounty.org slash storm info. If you go on that website, you can take that survey. But also, if you are signed up for Code Red, you should have received that via text and email. Um, that it's a direct link, essentially. And we've been working with the schools, Firewise communities, and many partners that will be sending out communication over the next couple of days that will also have the link in it.